It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everyone, to the Flow Track Podcast. I'm Kevin. He's Gordon. Abbreviated intro today. Apologies. We don't have the full technical staff that we normally do, but we are back on a Monday morning. Lots to talk about today. YouTube page, Flow Track Podcast YouTube page. Go out and subscribe if you can. We also have a Twitter account now, Gordon, a dedicated Twitter account that neither you nor I is in charge of, but it is labeled Flow Track Podcast. So people will associate it with you and I, how do you feel about that? Yeah. I don't even know what the password is. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I got to figure that out. I don't, who, who is, who's controlling the, who's controlling this account. Is it just uh, some man? It's a bot. It's a bot. Sports. <laughs> so I'm just taking over our, our, uh, our channel and our content. What's going on? <laughs> no, it's a bot. Every nine days it says Ches should have won the Bowerman. Yes. Okay. And then every, <laughs> 14 days it posts some rankings and then just goes on and on and on like that in perpetuity we should talk about the march badness bracket though who is who's winning right oh. now can you can you pull that up before we dive into the show because there's a, a lucrative prize is on the line and while you look that up i want to give you some props for a good tweet you know part of my job here is to flag gordon's good tweets people who watch the tournament know oral roberts upset florida last night which brought on a reaction from Grant Holloway, Florida alum. And you quote tweeted Grant's, I guess, disappointment in Florida with a, hey, it was payback for this. And you found a result where he beat an Oral Roberts hurdler in college. And it was like, <laughs> Holloway was one. The Oral Roberts kid was fifth. How long did that take you to find a Florida versus Oral Roberts matchup? It didn't take too long. I got lucky. I mean, I knew they had this one kid who was pretty good. <laughs> and so he ran at NCAAs. Mm -hmm. And he happened to be in the same heat as boom. Grant, and boom. And uh, I think his name is Israel Nelson. He mm -hmm. found it and he uh, tagged me on his in his Instagram story, being like, "Man, I'm just minding my own business," and all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm in a, a Grant Holloway tweet. So hey, but yeah, it's it's not a bad thing to say you lost to Grant Holloway in your career. There's going to be a long list of people, pretty much the whole hurdling world by the time he's done with his career is going to say that, but yeah, you were able to find that. So, so props to you on the, on the good tweet. Who's leading the pool right now. So 
I mean, the it's ID ESPN one two eight nine. They didn't change his bracket name, but that's okay. It has his name Eric Charter. I think he's an Iowa State guy. Iowa State yeah. fan. He's yeah, yeah. he's in the lead. He picks Gonzaga to win it. Uh however, his max potential is only thirteen ninety. Mm-hmm. The person with the highest max potential is it me? Is in sec is in third right now. Connor five one two eight. Ooh, he's in Connor third. I'm, I'm in third as well. So, but I don't have as much as potential. Mm-hmm. You, on the other hand, you're not. How doing am I doing? Well. I'm not doing you, well. You're, you're, uh. in fi- you're in fifteenth place. Okay, so I'm I'm moving up though. In that yeah. last K, you got to watch out for me. Uh, for the record, that's not actually Connor Mance. Really, not that we know that that's Connor Mance in in second place or with the highest potential there in third place. Okay, yeah, a lot of upsets, Gordon. There were a lot of upsets this week. There were. Uh, 15 seed, baby, all the way to the Sweet 16. Uh, Oregon State doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, did you watch the Texas game? I did not. I Ooh. saw that it was a struggle to get to 50 points. Yeah, College basketball, man, they do not score a lot of points in college basketball. It is weird because I was watching a lot of NBA League Pass at the same time of college basketball, and I'm seeing like hundreds of points and 50s of points, and it's just like very weird. Why is that? Is it that they're not as good? Well, that's part of it because professional play basketball defense? players are better than college basketball players as a rule. Defense rules, right? A little more contact in the college game. It wasn't always like this. I remember when college would, would get up and down pretty well, but it seems like the game has slowed down a bit. A lot of turnovers. I mean, the late game offense in general in college is pretty bad, I've noticed. Like when things get tight, it gets it gets pretty sloppy trying to find a good shot. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you watched the Texas game. What was because what I heard it was a basically a rock fight. Neither team deserved to win that one. Oh yeah, no. I mean, Texas got it though, and then they, they were down late. Texas came back, had the lead, and then <laughs> they called the foul. They called a they they missed a shot, and then the other guy got the rebound, and then when he just threw it back up, Harold Mar- like, oh, I got it, throw it back up. He got slapped on the arm, and that was all she wrote. And oh. that's always one of those weird things. It's like whenever the game-winning moment is like mm-hmm. a foul. Yeah, it's like ah. Oh. I mean, Sixers had it last night against the Knicks, so I'm not going to complain. Yeah, but- I was going to say, what about in like a loose ball foul with very little contact because there's only two refs on the floor? How? how what's your stance on that? And my stance is on is uh, Tobias Harris should have never missed those other two foul shots before. So yeah. it was it was karma. And the, the Kawhi shot should have gone in. So it was all karma. Sixers looking. Were you getting a little little flashback there for the Julius Randle shot? That's the first thing I thought of. Yes, Julius I was. Randall. People yeah, listening to this like podcast what? are still confused right now. They're like, this is the Flow Track podcast? Why are we talking about Julius Randle uh, <laughs> bringing in a 2019 Kawhi reminiscent shot? Anyway, we should talk about what's actually people – care about which is track yeah, and yeah. Field. track and field okay but another but here this is track and field related it's, it's not news yet but you did a bunch of interviews with the men's podium i did a bunch of interviews with the women's podium coaches any highlights that you want to bring up they've been up on the site for about a week or on the youtube page people can find them but i really like the mance quote from from dave smith what jumped out to uh to you what should people watch in those interviews yeah i mean dave smith was very uh, blunt about his um, thoughts on his ability to potentially win next fall. Um, he returns everyone, and they add in Flow Track Podcast number one fan Shea Foster. 
to, to the Cowboys. Guaranteed uh, W. He was what, 45th? So they're going to have a really strong group returning. Um, and they think they can win. I mean, he thinks he can win. He, he did a little bit of, you know, trying to put a lot of pressure on Mike. He's like, ah, you can't win. You know, trying to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. talk it up, which was fun. But it made me think about it. Uh, Oklahoma State's returning everyone. And then when I talked to Notre Dame coach, he said, yeah, we're returning everyone. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't get back Garrett, it doesn't really change because they still have their core five because they had six all together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then you look at NAU and Luis Grijalva and Blaze Farrow they're more than likely not to return than they are to return. There could be an opening. There could be mm-hmm. a big opening to take down the Goliath. And I thought that was kind of interesting. And the coaches, it's weird. It's talking to them about it. Like, hey, okay, so next year it's like, yeah, it's weird. We're just all back. It's like, we're just yeah. going the exact same race again. And how often does the same race happen twice? Never, but we always think it will. Right, you always look at a pre-nats results or a nutty comb result, and you'd be like, "Well, all those people are just racing again." So mm-hmm. the order, if you are top fifteen nutty comb or top fifteen pre-nats, you should be top thirty in NCAs, and then they finish two hundred fiftieth. So, right, I think the same thing might happen here. Like, oh, you are thirtieth in cross, so you're gonna be thirtieth in twenty twenty one fall, and then you finish one hundred fiftieth. So. I'm going to tell you this right now, Gordon. I'm going to tell you this right now. It's a mantra I'm going to repeat throughout the spring, into the summer, and all the way up until the day before the cross-country championships. You listening? I'm listening. I know you want to do this. Don't count out NAU. Do not count out NAU. They're returning number four and number seven in the nation. And we're like, well, they're losing some guys. Yeah, they're losing some guys, but they're returning Nico Young for sure. For sure. They're returning Young and Nur. And that's a pretty good base to build off of if the other, if the seniors do not come back for the fall. So don't count out NAU. I know you're going to sleep on them. Yeah. And they do have, they do have a, 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 a sleeper that will probably be good next year Hmm. that people aren't thinking about. He'll probably be their number three runner. So wait, who's the sleeper? Are you going to tell me? Corey Gorgas. Okay. He ran really well. At the Oklahoma State meet, he was their number three runner at the Oklahoma yeah. State meet, and then he got hurt. And so, like, he was running better than Drew Bosley and Brody Hasty and all those guys. So, if they throw him in, that kind of replenishes that another All American. Yeah. And then Hobbs Kessler, the fresh, can he be good right away? We'll see. Yeah. He's a model, though. You never I don't expect those. them to score 60 next year. I don't expect them to score 60, but I do think that they'll have, obviously, a a very, very high ceiling. Uh, I also liked in your interview with Chris Bucknam, Arkansas coach, he talked about the indoor cross-country double and Amon Kemboy's journey in that 5K and then all the way to, to Stillwater. That was interesting to hear. I interviewed... Lori Hennis, NC State coach, who echoed some of the things that you're saying about bringing people back. They're going to run it back again next year, too. Runner-up in in Stillwater. They're going to come back with everybody, which probably makes them um, one of the teams to beat. She talked a lot about Caitlin Tui. Interesting Tui story here, Gordon. Was supposed to have the procedure done um, on her knee in the spring because of COVID. Everything got shut down. Couldn't so had to push back the procedure to June, which is when she had it. So if there was fall cross, she wouldn't have been ready in time. Obviously, it 
cut into her buildup tremendously, but was able to get back and running. And we saw her in the DMR and then be the top freshman in cross country. That was an interesting thing. Also, Dominique Claremont was battling mono. She had, you know, she won the ACC title in in the fall, but she wasn't at a hundred percent. A lot of reasons to be optimistic, obviously, with the recruiting class that they brought in last year on how how NC State will do next year. And I think a thing to keep an eye on is, yeah, who's bringing back everybody? Because <laughs> if you're bringing back everybody from a podium team, you're starting from a pretty good spot. Yeah. And I was also interested in talking about to Sean Carlson, Notre Dame coach, about Yair Nugus and his Olympic trials potential and yeah. talking about what do you think of the Hawker versus Nugus battle we're going to see. Um, and he said he's excited for it. And what I think I might have brought this up on the pod, but his media action wasn't about the NCAA final. It was about right, the right, Olympic right. trials final, which I thought was interesting. That shows kind of the mind is really NCAs is more just kind of a, a bullet point within the actual, what matters yeah. most is getting him ready for end of June. Mm-hmm. So one other thing I want to mention, uh, I interviewed Lisa Bresnow, Michigan state's coach. So if you want to know how the women went from 31st at one K to fourth, at the end of the race, check out that interview as well, too. All right. Let's stick on the NCAA topic. This was some news that happened last week. Regionals are going to be cut for track from 48 to 32. I don't think this was too shocking because I saw this floated out a couple, was it a couple months ago as a proposed idea or one of the things that they were considering. But now it is the way the way forward. What do you think about this decision? Bunch of reasons, bunch of thoughts. One, I have a re- thought on the decision, and I have a thought on the reaction, and I have a thought on the reality. So, Whoa. <laughs> listen up, kids. I'm going to that. My thought on the decision is okay, fine. Nothing really is changing when it comes to the sanctity of crowning a national champion in any of the 18 events. Mm-hmm. We still are getting 64 people qualifying. For nationals as opposed to 96. 96 is a lot. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. So decision I'm fine. The reality reaction, they're doing it because of COVID protocols. That's bull. They're doing it because they don't want to spend money. They want to find ways to save money. They lost a lot of money in 2020. They're gonna say it's for health and safety. It's not for health and safety. The extra 12 people that they're or 16 people that they're not letting come in every event. They're like, whoa, we're, look at all these thousands of people aren't going to be there to spread COVID. Come on. It's going to be June. I mean, it's going to be end of May. It's outdoors. They're young. They're healthy. It's going to be fine. It's bullshit. The real reason was they want to save money, but they can't say that because, you know, image. But everything's about saving money. Nothing is about the athlete. It's all about the money. And last is the reaction. Now, of course... People are going to go to Twitter. Coaches, athletes, former athletes are going to talk about this is the end. Of the, this is such a sad day for NCAA track. How could they do this to the student athletes? Oh my goodness. I have an anecdotal piece of evidence where my athlete, who would have been 35th in the region one year, right, right. went on to get the experience to eventually become. 20th in the nation overall. And I'm just, that's cool and all, but track and field is not a charity and we can't keep crying about the lack of 
like, but what about this person who sucks compared to the best in the nation? Like, we should care about the best. We shouldn't care about the people. But the but they're like, oh yeah, but it's all about development, Gordon. You'll never have the great people if they don't start somewhere. That's not true. Grant Holloway didn't need there to be 48 entries ever in his entire time in college for him to become great a world champion. But doesn't like, the first part of your statement sort of conflict with your second one? What there? Well, you're saying the reason why they're not allowing them isn't because of COVID. It's just because of budget. So do you fault the coaches for saying, hey, why aren't you investing the same that you did before? Well, no, but they're using it as like, this is the uh, bad for. Do you think it should always be 32? I guess is my question. Are you fine with it always being 32? Yeah, I'm fine with it even less. Okay. You want a, a stricter standard. Yeah, here's the but here's here's what the impact's going to be. And correct me if I'm if you've heard something different. But I think that what the impact's going to be is people are going to have to go get quicker marks, which means they're going to have to chase more, which means they're going to have to travel more, which is going to put a higher premium on these invite type meets, which are few and far between. Which some teams think you know it's easier to get to. I disagree. People, the the idea that you need to fly thousands of miles to run 10 seconds faster in a distance event is bull. You can do it if you want. If you just like, we just have this now, there was no BU meet and people Mm -hmm. still ran fast miles. Okay. There was no, this meet that meet people found ways to figure it out. Like a guy from Drake was fourth in the mile. Did that, did the small school of Drake, suffer from the lack of opportunities no he went out there and adam fogg got it done and got fourth in the mile so this idea that like this you know like nau probably would have i mean it's different because cost but they if they are if they had their home track they probably would all qualify their guys on their own in the home track they wouldn't right. have needed to gone to the arkansas invite or whatever that's not that's not true i just okay that's fair yeah so you think you don't think there's going to be a proliferation of people going to these big, especially on the distance side of things. Let's be honest. This is more of a distance distance issue than anything else. Yeah. But cause now it's, you can't, if you're a favorite, if you're Morgan McDonald, say in 2019, you can't go out to Azusa and then get in the B heat and cruise and run. What did he run? 13 58 or something and be cool yeah. with it. Right. You have to put a time down that is closer to your true abilities. Oh, Which, the humanity. On principle, no, no. And I, on, on that part, I agree with you on principle. It's like, yeah, you should probably have to run a little harder. I I'm not going to, I'm not going to critique you. Now, if you're saying you talk last meet or last week about Connor Mance, the amount of 10 K he's, he's going to have to run uh, because if he does the Olympic trials, right, he's going to have to qualify. He's going to have to run the regional. He's going to have to run nationals. He's going to have to run Olympic trials, but Connor Mance running, 10 seconds faster in some tune-up race, I don't think is going to be too detrimental to his performance in the Olympic trials. Like he'll, he'll roll with it and, and, and he'll be fine. Um, so I see your, I see your point. I see your point there. Um, like when the standard, we will go, we'll, we'll go into this later in the episode, but let's go now. Out, what, no, hold, but now. when they announced the new Olympic standards, everyone flipped out. Like they're too right. hard. We need exceptions for the Americans. Like turn the Olympic trials into a gold st- label race mm-hmm. because we need we need the exception. We can't handle the new rules. They're too hard. Bullshit. They're fine. More than any th- the standards this year 
Hit us some explicit people rating are, on this pod, man. You're people are hitting them. Oh, yeah. wow, weird. They're hitting them. It's not too hard. You know why they're hitting them? Because people can do it. The mm-hmm. we're it's it's not. We were choosing not to run fast. We mm-hmm. choose to run to the bare minimum, and it's fine. And then this situation with these thirty-two per region, what like okay, if you were a thirty-third to forty-eight athlete, and mm-hmm. like oh, but sometimes they make it the nationals. There's gonna be if you would have been that, you're gonna now be a. Tw- a 24 to 32 athlete because you now know this is the new barrier. Yeah, I looked yeah. into it. Uh, I was trying to figure out what event will be the hardest. The men's 5K, likely you're going to need to run like 1348 or faster to qualify in the West, yeah. which I thought was kind of interesting. That's fine. We People can do that. We just had a NCAA indoor mile, uh, indoor 5K final where everyone was running 1329 in their mile. Yeah, like yeah, this is crazy. Yeah. So – this idea that like it's awful is not real, but people need to learn just run faster. To new rules. All right, show up next. Just, this is like stop asking for. But what about us? What about <laughs> shut up? Just go play track. It's not hard. You run in a circle. You jump in a straight line. Man, I'm shaking my head for those of you who are listening and not watching. Uh I. I don't think it's going to impact the best of the best. I agree with you there. They're going to figure out a way to qualify because they'll be able to run 10, 15 seconds faster. They'll know what the target is and they'll, and they'll get it. I don't blame track coaches though, for wanting the same amount of opportunities that they've had in the past, because that's what they've grown accustomed to. I also thought that me initially I was skeptical. I became, you know me, I'm a regional super fan. Now I went to one of them and I saw Michael Norman run 4303. And I'm like, this is the best meet I've ever seen in my life. Like, this, can I go over here to regionals? Rye Benjamin got a huge PR. Uh, so the rhythm of the meet is fine. It didn't drag too much for me. And yeah, it's kind of weird because you don't need to win to advance. You know, you know, you just, you have to, you have to think of it literally as the first two rounds uh, or in the case of, the the 10,000 or the 5,000 as the first round of the NCAA championships. If you think of it in that context, then it's a, it's a, it's a suitable meet. I never thought 48 was way too many, but I also never thought, man, the number 46 seed has the real good shot at winning this thing. They're going to be the oral Roberts of this, of this steeplechase or this 200 and they're going to run the table, but it never, it never bothered me. And then once it got down to, it was 12 and 12 and I liked, the NCAA meet, how it's configured right now. I think they do a great job with, with 24. And I like the men's women's alternating change that they've done. So all those changes, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Um, and I, I kind of agree with you in terms of the extra athletes shouldn't be that big of a burden. So for that reason, I don't blame the coaches for being too upset, but I am, I am interested to see like, will, will we go back to, cause you make a good point about, not needing these big re- relay meets, relay carnival meets, or in distance carnival type meets to, to run fast. But I wonder, do old habits die? Like, which lesson are they going to learn? Are they going to look back to indoors and say, oh man, look at all these people who ran fast without having all these super fast races set up for them? Or are they going to go back to what they've done for years and years and years and amp that up and say, well, we need to go to Stanford twice to, to try to get this time? Because we were we were thirtieth, and then there was another meet, and now we're thirty fifth. Are we gonna have to go back out later on uh, 
to get this meet together. Maybe they'll organize stuff closer to closer to home, though. Maybe they'll be in middle ground there. We for years. I mean, for I don't know how long. <laughs> you just said years, but like, <laughs> if we were able to pick someone to go to nationals based on a top sixteen mark, the fact that the top sixty four mark is too hard is just stupid. Like, come on, like, mm-hmm. no, you, that's what I'm saying. In yeah. terms of, in terms of. In like, is it going to exclude a person who can contend for a title or can score score team points? No, I'm yeah, I'm not sympathetic to that. Make it even harder. I could go on another rant about other things, but that's another here. Another here. I don't want it. See, the thing podcast. is, I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be too much harder because I do want this to be about not just your regular season mark. I want it to be about yeah competition and beating people on the day so if you get it if you got down to we're only gonna take the top eight marks <laughs> and then no the rest of you, that's not fun yeah but like i think 64 32 in the west 32 in the east is a mm-hmm. lot of people to choose from like mm-hmm. i think once you get to the 64 people in every event mm-hmm. it's hard for you to find like a reason like yeah but what about that 65th person no i 66? yeah and hey, you can always say run faster, right? If this is a meritocracy when it comes to getting quick times, you figure out, yeah, everybody's not the exact same in terms of opportunities, but clock goes off, you can run. It's pretty ob- objective when it gets to that that level. Let's talk about those standards, though. You posted on the site the updated Olympic standards because I've been guessing for a couple months. I've been like, I don't know, does uh, <laughs> 17 people have it? in the 5k or is it more but now you've you've answered the question so you have everybody who has the standard plus the people who you think we're gonna you think could get in on the world rankings yeah which is the interesting factor so this only is through march 19th so it doesn't include this past weekend's result if anyone ran fast Mm -hmm. but when you really look at it on the sprinting side everyone gets the standard because Mm -hmm. us is just good at sprinting so there's not really much chaos on the sprinting side i think on a distance side it's kind of interesting to kind of look at who has it and who doesn't like isaiah harris doesn't have it yet but he's in via world ranking yeah but the biggest the biggest thing i notice is the what we thought was incredibly hard standards in the five and a 10k everyone mm-hmm. has it on both the men's and men's and women's side for the most part yeah. the one event i guess maybe two events that we're very limited on people with the standard is the steeple and the men's 1500 men's 1500 right now, Matt Centrowitz, Craig Engels, and Josh Thompson have the standard. And then John Gregoric, Ben Blankenship and Sam Prakel are in via world ranking, which yeah, they're eventually their world ranking is going to go down as time moves on. So they have to maintain a high level of performance to stay in there. But when you look at that, that's the glaring like uh event in my mind is the men's 1500 with only three guys with the standard seems to be a pattern if i told you over under 6.5 guys on the starting line for the final with the standard at the trials you take the over the under i'll take ooh that's a good number <laughs> i'll take the under yeah, I don't blame you. 
I don't blame you. You could see you talked about Hawker and Nagoose, some college yep. kids getting the mark. But we're at what? 90 days? Yeah. To go? So we're three months, three months to go. They're gonna have to start hitting this pretty soon. And I and bet they, Central they, and Angles and Thompson are very lucky that they have it in their back, but they're very fortunate they have it in their back yeah. pocket. And they've had it. It's not like the standard window open yesterday. The standard window has been open since May of 2019. Now, again, we get it. Not many people are running in 2020. But people still, there were track meets in 2020. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, yeah. the 1500 is the event where people do not, on the men's side, do not yeah. want to run sub 335. It's just yeah. mind-boggling. Do you think it's going to, if more people get it, a, a good decent chunk enough to assure you that it's not going to be an issue at the trials. Do you think that's going to come with a bunch of one-off races with performances? Or do you think we're going to see a race in the U S where four guys in the same race run three thirty No, we're not going to see that. I think it's going to come on one-offs. I think yeah. it's going to be, Hey, I had my moment. Got it. All right. Yeah. Me, I got boom. You know, I think, yeah, I, I kind of believe that too, especially because of the presence of the collegians in here. Maybe maybe they'll go to a big meet and do it. I don't know, but I, you could see you could see Hawker knocking it out, just using his Oregon teammates yeah. to pace him. You could see Nagoose hopping in a race and and getting that standard. Yeah, I think I would take the over as well too. Contrast that to the women's 15. This is the women's 15. Here who has it. Shelby, Houlihan, Jenny Simpson, Eleanor Perrier, Nikki Hiltz, Jan Rosica, Rachel Snyder, Kate Grace, Helen schlachter Halfman, Sinclair Johnson, Alexa Ephraimson, Corey McGee, Heather McLean, Elise Cranny. Okay, no, and then these people have the – sorry, these people are in the queue uh, in the quota for uh, world rankings. McLean, Cranny, Jones, and Mackey. But I don't think anybody's worried about the women's 15. <laughs> I don't think anybody's worried about the women's five. This is the women's five. My goodness. Schweizer, Frazier, Infeld, Sisson, Pahalski, Purrier, Simpson, Hall, Houlihan, Frerichs, Cranny, Conley, Rubery, Schneider, Lapari, Monson, Jorgensen, Huddle. And then you have Garcia in the rank. You have people there who's not even on the 5K. 5K is not even their best event. And they yeah. have it on the women's side. They have they have people to spare in there. Uh, but that yeah, that men's that men's 15 and you also mentioned the men's the men's steeple Bohr, cabini and bear have it the notable omission there is jager who i think would knock it out as soon as he gets the opportunity to race another steeple steeple's weird they didn't do steeple last year and yeah. the, there were track meets but you could not really find a a steeple they diamond league had it but or you know there was some european meets who ha- that had it but you did not you did not see any of those pop-up meets, any one-off meets. Anything else that we should keep an eye on on these on these rankings? I'm, everything else looks pretty smooth. I mean, men's 10 has, what, five, yeah. six, six people with it? But that's a pretty decent number. Paul Chalimo doesn't have the 10K uh, mm-hmm. standard. So maybe him and Lenny Career. So those American Distance Project crew don't have mm-hmm. – a lot of the 10k standards so they're probably going to want remember paul chlimo was looking at the 10k 5k double try yeah. to get the 10k standard didn't get it so then he went all in on the five um so i think paul chlimo running the 10 is going to be an interesting factor if we if we ever get that because he can kick uh and then i mean 
some field events. A lot of people have. I mean, we're kind of, I don't know. Like, we don't have, like, in the field events, we don't have anyone with the standard in the decathlon or the javelin. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's just interesting kind of looking at it, seeing where it is and where it isn't. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm trying to think if there's a sprinter out there. Like, uh, like, well, Ronnie Baker doesn't have the standard. Uh, we talked about this. He still doesn't have it. He's in, in the, from the 2019. Yeah, he's in the still in the world rankings quota, but he does not have the standard. But in the end, the standard doesn't really matter for sprinters because if you're not running sub ten, you're not getting top three. You know. Well, the problem with with it though is when the wind kicks up at the yeah. trials and you get a bunch of non-wind legal marks. The those USATF meets that are going to take place throughout April, May, into June. Those are going to be key for just hunting standards. But if you're hurt, it doesn't really help you. And that's yeah. that's where we've seen this: is somebody's banged up, they get very little runway, and then they show up to the trials or USAs and and try to make a late run. That's when it becomes becomes difficult. That was Isaiah Harrison in 2019 to the point where he had to remember he had to lead in Des Moines because <clears throat> he was trying to get, he didn't have the standard. So he had to get top three and, and the standard try to hit the bag shot there. Yeah. And it didn't, it didn't work out for him. That's not the situation you want to, you want to be in going into the, going into the trials. When I look at these, I like to imagine, okay, could, is there a person not on this list that I think could make the team? And for a lot of these, the answer is for most of them, the answer is no. Even when you have like the, the men's, 5,000, for example, is someone other than, let's see this list. Kincaid, Lamong, Centro, Fisher, Chalima, Bohr, McGordy, Klecker, Kip, Chirchir, True, Jenkins, Arasa. And then you have Mead, Bohr, and Simbasa in the world rankings. Is somebody other than those, that group, going to get top three? It's hard to think of a name. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, well, one of uh, well, Cooper Tier would be one. Okay, but like the odds of him getting top, and then hey, hey, Cole Hawker, <laughs> I was Cole Hawker. Um, yeah, but I was gonna say Nico Young. <laughs> but I mean, it's really just college kids when it comes to these distance events. That's basically what I'm getting to. We don't well, and really the college kids will have a shot, yeah. right? The college kids will have a shot because the college kids are going to put themselves in a in a fast race. Yeah, so there's a good chance that. Uh, tier does get this these things don't get locked until right before the trials yeah so good work by you good uh work. i oh i know someone uh connor mance in the 10k that's probably okay. one okay. that's gonna be an interesting actually when we think about it because i'm sure he's like thinking like i mean he's a aerobic machine he i, I wouldn't put people i want to put it past connor to be in the mix in a in a 10k final, you never know. So maybe him and trying to chase a 10k, a fast 10k mark, will be something he tries to do, which will be hard to do in an NCAA season because then you have to come back and yeah, regionals and all that stuff. So maybe that's one. I think it's just college kids really are the ones that you kind of look at as like, oh, they don't have it. But I'm saying if you took, if you had some sort of fancy algorithm and you put in all the names, how many times would someone in the top three in the 10,000? Come up with not Lamong, Fisher, Kincaid, True, Jenkins, or Kip Chircher. I I think some combination of that group would account for a huge percentage of the probable outcomes in the ten thousand. For example, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you're hundred percent right. 
but the college kids will have a will have a shot here. But men's fifteen, always exciting. Always got to keep your eye on the men's men's fifteen. A couple other stories I want to touch on. Uh, speaking of BYU alums or BYU in general, Clayton Young won the US fifteen k on the women's side. Uh, Emily Sisson rolled. She's looking she's looking pretty sharp, Gordon. I think Emily Sisson uh, in that ten thousand is now moving into role of uh, top three for sure there because we saw her do the fast five and now the fast 15. So you have to like what you see if you're a Sisson fan. What what's the, what, what, was, what was the time that she ran in the 15? The 15K? Yeah. It was, let me pull it up right here, courtesy of this David Monty article here. She ran – well, she won the Battle of the Genders. That's the that's the key part here. She won the battle of the genders. <laughs> Where's the time here? Forty. Jeez, I can't see. Come on, get give it for me. Here we go. Well, hold on. Second place was forty nine fourteen. Forty eight oh nine. Forty eight oh nine. She won by a minute and five seconds. Forty eight oh nine. Forty eight oh nine. Okay, then what? She, what does she run in the the five k? Fourteen fifty five. Yeah. Fourteen fifty five. So 5K plus 15K averages to a 10K, right? So what <laughs> her 10K that she's going to run at the Olympic trials is, drum roll, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 31-32. That's how it works. If it's windy and they go over a bridge <laughs> in Hayward. Exactly. I haven't seen the new stadium. That might be the case. Uh, no spectators at the Olympics, Gordon. Uh, but – you know, media, maybe, if you get over there, maybe, maybe. I feel bad for the families, the parents. I don't know yeah. if they've definitively said that they're not going to be able to go to, but I'm guessing when they say nobody from overseas, that's what it that's what it means. But I feel mostly mostly bad for those athletes who aren't going to be able to have their, their families there to watch. That's a bummer. But you know what they say, it's better to watch a football game on a couch than it is in the stadium because it's cold and it's that and the other thing. Mm-hmm. So they do say that. I think it might be a little bit different uh, if you're if your son or daughter's in the Olympics. I don't know. That's true. You, you probably want to be there. It is. I don't know. It is tough to get around, obviously, and it's a huge, uh, huge ordeal. But I just wonder what it's going to look like. We're so used to. I turn on these tournament games, Gordon, and it's like I don't even know notice a difference anymore. I'm so. Yeah, I've been so no fans. Yeah, exactly. And I'm watching uh, – have you been watching this season of Last Chance U? No, I haven't. Okay, so they followed a basketball team this year, right? And obviously we know how last year's basketball season ended. But initially when they get the news, it's not that the tournament's canceled. It's that there's no fans. And the guys are all dejected as you'd expect them to be. And eventually the, the obviously the whole thing gets called off so they would get even more disappointed later. But they're like, what? What? No fans? That's crazy. Whereas now, if you said, hey, you could play, but no fans? Oh, okay. Yeah, the NBA fine. did that. The NFL did that. Literally every sport I've watched. But back then, it just seemed like such a strange, ridiculous concept that there would be there would be no fans, that they're just like completely devastated. But I think now you'd, you'd say, okay, I'll take that. And I think that's probably the the outlook for a lot of the athletes. Yeah, my parents can't be there. Or my loved ones can't be there. But hey – they couldn't be there for a lot of stuff uh, over over the past year. I'm just glad that that the Olympics are happening. Knock on wood. 
that was me knocking on the, knock, the microphone would knock on the mic knock yeah, on yeah. the mic hey uh are you is there a big track meet this weekend gordon you want to talk about oh yeah texas relays texas this weekend relays. yeah uh we, i'm gonna go as a fan fans I'm, are allowed there. fans are allowed i'm gonna go to watch my significant other run the 5k so that's gonna wow. be fun jojo is in the 5k so we should put up she's trying to break 17 minutes okay i think she's gonna do it she ran 1702 time trial like three weeks ago so she's right there i don't know man i i was looking at past texas relays winners like (laughs) like you know sometimes a 1640 40 1630 wins it you never know you're putting a lot of pressure who have you looked at the entry list Oh yeah, I've dissected the T first page. Just be like, oh, that's an old <laughs> PR. That's an all right. Yeah, you know, there's uh, there's an Oklahoma State runner, Gabby Hederman, who was the Big Twelve champ indoors, but she didn't run well at cross. So, you know, potato, potato. What, what are you going to get from her? I don't know. Uh, but wait, so that she's in her race. So this is interesting. Okay, so this yeah, is it's all college kid. It's all college yeah. girls. And so JoJo. this is so this is a JoJo, thirty year old JoJo. <laughs> Running against the people she probably covered when they were in, yes. in high school when she was covering for Miles Split. Yeah. A thousand per, or when she was with Flowtrack. Like, this has got to be bizarre for her. Like, when she's standing on oh, the yeah. starting line, it's going to be so strange because I don't know. Uh, two years ago, like, when I ran with JoJo, I mean, she probably wasn't in great shape then, but the fact that she was running with me just, she, I don't think she saw 1702 in her future is what I'm saying. I, yeah. I don't think if I asked her that, I said, hey, in a couple of years, you're going to be on the start line at the Texas Relays against these college kids. She probably would have said, "I was crazy." So all this is all this is so bizarre that this yeah. that this happened. It's not like she had this huge post collegiate career, and so she's used to racing all these top flight people. It's just is just was well, this is just pandemic pretty much, right? Well, the thing that's most <clears throat> bizarre. Oh, well, she ran the marathon. Gen- she ran the yeah, marathon. Well, that's the, that's the thing though about post-collegiate running especially like non-pro post-collegiate okay pros it's different you're like trying to make olympics all that stuff but once you are quote retired from like competitive running and you start running again you don't really have the opportunity to enter really track meets or like notable track meets yeah maybe you can enter like the the random pop-up track meet that just is very community-based but like to be in like something that you would have done in college you never get that opportunity because it's more just like go to the roads, go enter major marathons. And she got, she fell in love with running some fast 5K mile type times over the summer, got fit, runs a 1702, and then was fast enough to be in the Texas Relays. It's kind of cool. We live here. Literally the track is down the road from our apartment. So it's going to be fun. I think she's going to break 17. I think she's going to run faster than 17. Uh, it's going to be good. What's uh, her strategy? Strategy is, um, did you talk about this? Uh, we, I don't know. I mean, is it public? Is it not? Is you no, we can't. Her? We can't reveal the strategy. Okay, I'm, I'm not her coach. I'm just her hype man. That's all I have. Okay. I just hype her up. I just tell her like, it's made, like, I'm telling her the weather, perfect conditions. You know. Yeah, I'm yeah, the, yeah. I'm the, I'm the hype man. That's my job. And equipment manager. I carry all of her stuff. Okay. Like a water bottle or a yoga mat. All that. What? All Who's the stuff. number one seed in the race? Um, there's a D2 woman who got second at D2 indoor 5k yeah. from West Texas A&M. She's like a 1620 girl. Mm-hmm. So she's probably going to win, mm-hmm. but yeah, Jojo, you never know. 
you know, there's something about that veteran presence. She she knows the ins and outs of track and field from covering it for ten years. So That's you're not much. You're not much older older than she is. Can you imagine what you you're on the eight in college or the four? Four. Four. Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh, can can you? <laughs> Racing like a Fred because, Curley or something? Yeah, no, not 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 Fred Curley, but just just a uh, like college, I don't know. Like college four hundred meter runners. Yeah. Just someone who runs like a solid forty six, like right now. It's like, it's like, yeah, hey, no, that would not be good. Get on the line. Get on the line. You're, you're, well, be even worse for me because I am not even close. At least JoJo's like she's running faster than she did in college, so that's what's yeah. exciting about it. It's not like she's a shell of her old self. She's like her better than her old self so well that's what's yeah that's what's cool is usually people it's like they start up here then it's a slow decline she has been just getting faster over the yeah. last couple of years that's why i'm sure it's just it's surprising to her probably that she's running this fast and then it's also the the shock of like lining up against oh that's an oklahoma state jersey oh that's a texas jersey. it's just got to feel weird because I mean, you i don't know about you but the first couple of meets i covered for flow track back in the day before i even worked here I would get nervous before the meet just because of like my association with running. Yeah. Right. They'd say like first call for the men's race. I'm like, Oh, like I had, because you have to go before, to the bathroom all of a sudden. Like, yeah. Yeah. And Fenton's like, Hey, Kevin, stop. I need you to hold the camera. Can you stop going to porta potty, porta potty? <clears throat> and because my associations of going to meets was most closely related to me competing in them. Well, that's long since passed. Cause I've been to a million meets now where, um, walking around holding a camera or whatever. So now that's gone away. And I wonder her association, she's going to show up at this track. <laughs> she's going to have her shoes to run. But if she is part of her thinking, oh, wait, where's my notepad? <laughs> where's my mic? <laughs> oh, wait, I'm in the race? That's crazy. It's going to be exciting. Hopefully it goes well and we'll have a celebrating week, good weekend to celebrate after. So that's yeah. the plan. Do we and have on rights? to the next race? On to the next race after. Do we have rights to the post race interview? Uh, I might get I might get a post race interview. We'll see. Okay, good. I had to buy. I had to pay. I had to pay for tickets, man. Yeah. I, there's no media allowed at Texas Relays this year, so I'm going well, as a patron. I got bad news for you too. If she makes it all the way to Tokyo, got bad news for you. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I can't even go as a fan either. Yeah. Nope. Maybe nope. I could be her fake coach. Oh, that's that's where you want to change what you said about yeah. you not being her coach. You want yeah. to talk about how you were... the record. Yeah, we'll delete this <laughs> podcast if she makes the Olympics. You're always the coach. All right, we'll leave it there. Flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com is the email address. You can subscribe to the show. Please subscribe to the Flowtrack Podcast YouTube page. You can follow Flowtrack Podcast on Twitter. We'll be back in a couple days. Thanks everybody for listening, and thanks everybody for downloading. We'll talk to you soon.